0: the one that should be worried you're a freak you're heading for big trouble big trouble i don't do a lot of second interviews with folks but a new encounter with the band spotlights feels special for a few reasons our first conversation happened in 2017 life felt like it was on the upswing then Life felt completely different. Destinies were being chased. Promise was being fulfilled. Sarah and Mario Quintero, the wife and husband backbone of the band, were riding their own highs. And they just recruited Chris Enriquez to be their drummer. Basically, checked them out and
1: I became a fan of their music and met them at a nice little place here called St. Vitus in Brooklyn. Oh, no, uh, well. Where everybody seems to hang out. We tried a few different ones you. out. Chris
2: was the best in every which way possible. So He didn't want to join the band initially. I was like, hey, oh, do you really? want to go on tour? He was like, man, you know, I'm kind of busy. Oh, Here's no. a couple numbers for some friends. Nah, he was just playing and on then, together. Uh, you know, Then I told him what the tour might be, and <laughs> things changed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and here was a band doing a lot of things that I yearned to do. Spotlights had opened for Deftones. They moved to Flatbush and just signed with Ipecac Recordings, an indie label I greatly admire co-founded by one of my idols, vocalist Mike Patton. I wasn't jealous, though. I was charmed.
3: You know, that moment you're on stage in the middle of a really awesome part and you look up at each other, it's pretty amazing to see the person you love, you know, on stage with you. Right on. And have an awesome guy behind you backing it all up.
0: Which one is which? That's (laughs) it. That's Evidence of this connection during the band's set at a tiny Nashville club called Dark Matter. As the band's respective guitarist and bassist, Mario and Sarah typically occupy opposite ends of the stage. But now, they're suddenly and literally nose to nose. Their distorted guitars fill the room, and a crowd of beer swilling beardos look on. As a new song starts, the couple are still locked into each other's gaze. They cross guitar necks over into the other's space. Not interlocking exactly, but for a moment intertwining this is some sexy Voltron shit and I'm here for it it's in these moments away from the conversation that I truly find the joy in connecting with spotlights again why I feel gratitude for being back in their orbit why I find it easy to root for them the band's whole existence is built upon a foundation of hard work camaraderie self-reliance and most of all it's built on love not just love of the game but also the genuine love they have for each other it's never flaunted But it doesn't have to be in your face for you to see it.
2: the end of it all, we love each other. None of us want to do this without the other. Yep. And we all want to be doing this, even though, like, sometimes I won't want to do it as much, or Sarah won't want to do it as much, or Chris will be, like, busy on a crazy day. You know, it's like everybody has their days, but I think we just keep going.
0: This is why episode 131 of the Independent Minded Podcast feels extra poignant an opportunity to see some familiar faces in a world that, for me at least, has become the Twilight Zone. When I arrive at Dark Matter, Spotlights is setting up for the 27th show in their 27th different city. They're playing over 40 shows in less than three months on this tour, sometimes playing four to five nights in a row, all in different venues in different states. There are no roadies, no crew, no driver. When I swing on through, all three band members are sweating, setting up gear and merch, waiting for cues from the club. It's all very calm and polite and seemingly routine. This is what touring indie bands do during Line Check. It's the most mundane shit. But for me, this is all so refreshing. Spotlights do it night after night, city after city. But despite the sweat, I get a similar vibe from the band, who, like everyone else in this game, had to take a break for a couple of years as the touring machine shut down, and we as fans missed out on a few years of seeing bands we admire roll through town. So, after sound check, as we all sit in a circle in the dark matter dressing room, the mood is one of gratitude. We're surrounded by old DVDs and VHS tapes, one of which I use to mount my tape recorder on. This is perfect because we're on the David Attenborough's The Trials of Life box set. And yes. I, I kind of fancy myself the David Attenborough of uh, <laughs> indie Music Podcast at this point. Nice. <laughs> so, I love it. When Spotlights and I last talked, we were all in New York City. The following year, Mario and Sarah moved to Pittsburgh.
3: I'm a huge George Ramiro fan, so I've always wanted to go to ah. Pittsburgh to hit the mall for Dawn of the Dead and The Night of the Living Dead Cemetery.
0: Wake up, sucker. We're
3: thieves and we're bad guys. That's exactly what we are. We gotta find our own way.
0: Spotlights released their second album, Love and Decay, a year later, then a new EP after that. And then...
1: This is truly an unprecedented situation.
0: This virus doesn't discriminate. It attacks everyone. I want every American to be prepared for the hard days that lie ahead. A tour was canceled. Shows with Faith No More and Corn were scrapped. But the Pittsburgh move proved fortuitous. During a time of isolation, Mario and Sarah took advantage of their new setting and used it as was intended, to make art and make noise. Now the tour floodgates are open, and the couple finds themselves in a great spot to do what they do best. Hit the road.
3: We can get anywhere. We can get to Chicago, Detroit, Toronto. We can get to the south. We can get to the east coast. It's just yeah, this it's, little hub that's...
2: We didn't know anybody there. We didn't know anyone. Just, we just kind of picked the spot, and we're like, fuck yeah. it, let's go. It took me about a year for my stress levels to finally start slowly coming down. And then it just like, I was like, man, I'm like relaxed
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like
2: I'm, I'm relaxed and we have a little bit of money in the bank and I'm not working barely like we barely had to do anything just to like pay the bills it's just it's it's really nice
0: when Mario says barely had to do anything what he really means is he had more time to do the things that matter the work that fills him up and less anxiety over typical human conceits there's something to be said for slowing things down taking deeper breaths what that all can do for your creativity and when you have a production whiz like Mario at the helm, it's okay if your drummer still lives in Brooklyn. Chris Enriquez has his own practice space to tinker with his drum parts prior to a tour or a recording. Then he goes to Pittsburgh to hash it all out with his bandmates.
2: We actually collaborated more now that we're not in the same city than we did when we were in the same city. That's actually a good point. We were yeah. too busy in New
3: York, all <laughs> yeah. of us. You know. And we didn't
2: have the space. I mean, we right. had practice spaces, but it was like, now it's in our house, so it's like, and I have the recording studio right there.
0: Lights is an indie label's dream. They make their own records. They're economical and self-sufficient. They have realistic expectations for success. This has always been a band that plays in the darkness. Shades of fuzz-soaked doom intermingle with melody and texture. Some of my favorite bands play in this world. Bands like Failure, Torch, Deftones, and of course Nine Inch Nails. Deftly balancing booming rhythms and power chords, with more delicate moments of Wash and Reverb sort of beautiful haze created with a deep DIY spirit. You can hear that all over the band's killer new self-produced album, Alchemy for the Dead. Sonically and structurally, the songs feel more ambitious. It's an album that ponders over and plods through dark places, death and despair, all the shit that overwhelmed a lot of us a couple years ago, and that still overwhelms a lot of us now. Let's- This is the death album yeah what, 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 what <laughs> inspired this so, you know are you, are you guys okay like what, yeah what, 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 we're yeah. great i mean i think it's
2: something like the song the alchemist was the first song that started kind of putting lyrics to and it just kind of the idea came to me to just expand on like more of like a philosophical take on death all different kinds of aspects of how we perceive death or deal with it or whatever
3: of true crime and horror movies and you know just yeah. really indulging in stuff like that you know like
2: occult stuff yeah it's not stuff that like we're necessarily into it's just more of like it's interesting this is how humans you know I mean? feel it's, about
3: death where it's just yeah. it's the ultimate thing that's going to happen to all of us but we're all just constantly like trying to figure out what's next
2: i mean some of them are more fictional like the alchemist for instance is like about a deranged killer basically that just kills people and tries to bring them back to life so he can, like, have somebody to love.
0: I thought it was about you. He keeps... Well, that's what I I do.
2: That's what I do.
0: (laughs) Alchemy for the Dead ain't no emo record, though. You won't get swallowed up in the sadness as much as you might get lost in the darkness. Spotlight's path to this moment in time feels unique. Before this leg of their headlining tour, they opened up for the Melvins and Mr. Bungle on Ipecac's Geek Tour, at venues like the Palladium in LA and the Fox Theater in Oakland. And now you're playing, you know, like a luncheonette in in Nashville. And, and, And I was thinking to myself, you know, watching you guys do the sound check, like, if you guys, like, like, even turned it up to, like, a level that you probably should, like, you'd blow the, the walls off yeah. So what is that, you know? We will. What, yeah, okay, I'm looking yeah. forward to we'll that. We'll turn it up. Performing in front of those bigger crowds seems like a blessing, but it also presents challenges.
2: It's actually harder, I think, as a performer, like, when there's that many people, because there's that many more people who don't know who you are. They might not really care yet. You know, it might, t- it takes a little bit of work to get them, going so it's like it's hard to be like all right i'm trying to fucking get all of you to give a shit about what we're doing in 30 minutes and hopefully you become a fan
3: we don't have a crew with us and we are doing everything so those bigger venues you know there's more work i'm running back and forth to merch, which could be a pretty big jaunt you know i have to pack up run off stage literally straight to merch, you know because that's how we make money
0: And Sarah's not just running back to the merch table to meet the fans, maybe sign a few autographs. She's the one selling the merch.
3: The small shows are great because it's like a big warm hug from our fans. It's very just like intimate and fun, whether it's five people or 50 or 150. You know, it's just that energy is just raw and real.
0: out some hugs, a few handshakes. It felt good, felt human. I'm sure these are experiences that the band never take for granted. The capacity at Dark Matter probably isn't more than a hundred. It's an intimate space. This is part of the reason this headlining tour is so dense. For a band like Spotlights, every tiny club provides a chance to earn more stripes and headline even bigger venues.
1: So if we can't sell this place out tonight, then we have to keep working this place until we've made enough fans that we can justify that we belong somewhere bigger. So that's something I never thought about until I started touring as much in this band and kind of absorbing the um, philosophy of what works and what doesn't work.
0: It can be humbling. You only have so much control over who buys a ticket, who engages, but it still drives spotlights to be great. Meanwhile, the bigger shows remind them that they've paid the necessary dues to be here.
2: That's like a little bit of icing on top of a gigantic cake of work that we have to do to actually, like, keep growing as a band. Like, we couldn't just be a an opening band forever. That would... We'd still be playing to ten people. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you get fans, and, it would, and it's awesome, and it's like these bucket list moments, but these shows and, like, doing our headline tours as much as we can are what has, like really step things up for us
1: right and I, and I think also to add to that if you get too comfortable and you know overconfident in whatever it is that you're doing and think that you're killing it instead of being real with yourself you're you're, you're yeah. probably not going to move past uh or progress wherever it is that you're you're sitting you know no. so it's it's a reality check but getting used to playing shows of the size that we just did also does make it pretty normal at this point because it doesn't feel like that first time when you play in front of a million people and like, you're you're like, I'm never going to do this again, you kind of just have, and we're obviously fortunate that we can even say that, but it does sort of feel the same now, like, I've had bad shows in front of 3,000 people, but I've also had some of the best shows that I've ever played, like, performance-wise in front of 25, um, or vice versa.
0: The band's relationship with their label has remained strong. And it's not just about rubbing elbows with legends like Dave Lombardo and Buzz Osborne. It's about how they're treated by those folks as peers and even as friends.
3: They are hardworking musicians that are not full of themselves. They walk around and acknowledge us and talk to us and hug us and support us. It's incredible to be a part of the Ipecac family because they're sick of the industry shit, which is why they started it. And it shows. They've been doing this for 40-plus years, the Melvins, you know.
2: We've been lucky to have all these opportunities, but we've also learned that, like, People are just people, you know, so yep. like the whole, the rock star thing strips away pretty quick once you get in the room and you're like, oh, okay, here we are. We're not so concerned with like, oh my God, a famous, like one of our idols is here. It's more like we're here to work and we're here to not make their day worse. I mean, if I was in my twenties and I got these opportunities, I probably would have been an idiot and <laughs> fucked it all up. You know? Yeah, it's like, I'd be an
0: idiot now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, I, I, I really fought the uh, urge to do that because, of course, you are a fan. You know, everybody's got to figure out where they're going to shower and do their laundry and whatever. So they're all doing the same thing and we're doing it on a lower level as far as, like, we're not, you know, making as much money as everybody, but we're still, like, out there sound-checking and lugging gear and doing whatever they're doing. Right. So once you start to realize that some people have their days where maybe you read the room and you go, all right, I'm not going to go punish this guy who I've been a fan of for 40 <laughs> years. Um, exactly. Or if he looks like he's – or if somebody yeah. looks like they're in a good mood and maybe share a joint with somebody, which happened a few times. Like, you know, you do get into a natural conversation, just like you would with anybody, though, yeah. you know, like yeah. uh, whether they were famous or someone you looked up to. And so that's kind of how I've been able to internalize, like, being – in the presence of, of greatness yeah. as you could yeah. you know. It doesn't get lost on me, believe me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, when totally. when you're sitting there, you know watching the bands play, that always happens yeah, to me. I'm like, yeah. wait. Yeah. Like that's what those the people. Hell? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. That's actually them. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, Dave yeah. Lombardo for me playing during sound check and just having him like twenty-five feet away, or sometimes ten feet away, is kind of like a, a a total mind fuck for me. Yeah. Totally like yeah. as a drummer. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs>
0: Mario, Sarah, and Chris talk about this life, a lifestyle I still often regret not having lived myself. I can't help but think of the circus, Big Fish, Dumbo, Todd Browning's freaks, like minded folks with different talents, tastes, and tattoos, a class system of cornies that revolves around one mission to entertain a crowd, to put on a great show for the fans. When the lights go down and the music starts, there's magic. But behind the scenes it's not so sexy it's all about working hard contributing to the greater good and acting like you belong that earns a band like spotlights respect hippocac recordings doesn't sensationalize what they can do for spotlights they give them the platform to be here tonight to open the bigger shows they genuinely care about the band check in with them regularly hire the right folks to promote them but they don't meddle either
2: as involved as they are like, they care about everything, but they are so removed from any of, like... There's no fingers in any of the music. There's no right. I mean, sometimes I almost... No. And Mark, Mark Shapiro is actually... Him and I have kind of, like, come to a point where now he will give me, like, real feedback, and I trust him. But he's also... It's, mm-hmm. it's up to us. Like, mm-hmm. if we want to put this out, that's what's going out. Like Go they, do what you Yeah, think. yeah like, he'll he tell you. us yeah. what he thinks, right. but, like... They believe in us. It'll come out, you and, know? And, and when it comes uh, to artwork, even, like, a lot of times I'm like, what do you guys think? And like, Cool. It's Not your nice. it's your band. I'm like, oh, like alright. So thumbs up, yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's the best record. I could put like a turd on it and put like spotlights yeah. on above it. And they'd be like, that's what you want to do. Man.
3: Yeah, yeah. Let's go. So it's it's cool. the next record. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yes.
0: Creative control, moral support, endorsing your potential duty themed artwork. For an independent artist, this is the dream. And for the dream to work effectively, the band has to grind relentlessly good shows and bad pack shows and half empty ones thousands of miles logged on seemingly endless highways in close quarters i'm always fascinated by how bands make it work
2: um, i mean it's hard man you know like hard. we're three human beings we all have relationships with each other and they they go up and down and all over the place and i don't know we just do it because we love each other in the end of it all we love each other none of us want to do this without the other yep and we all yeah. want to be doing this, even though like sometimes I won't want to do it as much, or Sarah won't want to do it as much, or Chris will be like busy yeah, have on a crazy and, day yeah. and having you know, it's like everybody has their days, but I think the only way we just keep going and keep going. Yeah. Like we've learned to like Well the little, biggest you know.
3: part is communicating. Like just talk to each other, you know, like yeah. We're really, we've gotten really good at, like, I'm having a bad day. I have a headache. Yeah, get, get, I need get space. Right. I need you know, <laughs> it's like, sure. But it's true, though. I think a well, lot of bands end up not getting along because they're just, like, you know, pouty and don't talk about right. Right, what's actually going on. Right. Or, you know, like, we'll start getting fussy, and I'm like, all right, all right, everybody just calm down. Yeah, right. it's we'll inevitable. go get some yeah. food yeah. and some drinks. Who's the peacemaker in the band? I think we all are, we at, all different are. Yeah. All yeah. are at different times. Mean, we yeah. all are yeah. yeah. different We all
2: know, like, when the energy's going one way or another, yeah. we'll shift yeah. to another thing or, yeah. like, you know, we'll it's leave the other person the alone point, or right. where
3: there's, like, but a huge blowout. No. no blowout. But wow. that's because yeah. we talk to each other. Yeah. Because we have to be in a car with each other for hours on end, you know? It's like, it'll be fucking dead silent or we'll be blasting music and giggling. Right, like, you I just, every day's different, you know?
2: And at the end of the day, we get to fucking let it all out on yep. stage. And after a good show, even after a mediocre show, there's we like, did it. we take the breath and we're like, all right, let's right. do it again. Yeah.
0: This is what it's all about. It's not just a lifestyle, it's a mindset. Savoring the victories, accepting the setbacks is inevitable, but also temporary. You figure out the formula, then you follow it. The good news for Spotlights is that their formula, Is working.
1: We are back in some of the same places, and some of these places are four times more people than the last time. And um, Mm -hmm. if uh, 40 or 50 people are that stoked, then it kind of gives you some sort of faith that, like, it's possible to convert another 50 people. And so that, I think, is the hurdle, but also it seems achievable once you get past that, you know. Ten people to 50 people kind of gives you hope. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. that that, yeah, that something's yeah, working. Absolutely. I mean, we play we, we play a lot of really small towns.
2: So, like for instance, like Tulsa, Oklahoma. Last time we played here last year, even, and there was literally I think ten people there, and this time there was like a hundred. Yeah. And yeah. so it's like Promise. yeah, that's so. a big that's a big
0: jump. Spotlights, it's all about perspective. The crowds are getting bigger, the music is getting better. There's little room for discouragement or negativity if you want to keep leveling up. And with the arrival of Alchemy for the Dead, an album about death, comes some electrifying opportunities and even some new life. I'll go on the record and say like, this has been a musical apex for this band, this album. One of my favorite albums of the year so far. Where do you go from here? Are you even thinking about that right now or are you just in tour mode? I literally think
2: I wrote maybe the first song last night in the oh. hotel because I couldn't sleep.
0: Oh. <laughs>
1: yeah. We're also just yeah. finding out about this too. Cause yeah. yeah. Cause, uh, but I, because
2: <laughs> I couldn't sleep this morning and I was just a little hungover and feeling shitty, and so I was just laying there and I started. Ever, that's always when I start getting little ideas in my head. And so I ran to the bathroom. The bathroom had a really loud fan in it, so I just turned <laughs> the fan on and just started humming ideas into my phone. Yeah. Uh, I got one I think it's gonna I, it might start it off.
0: We're gonna play this back and I'm gonna we'll see if it's on the we'll, like see, yeah, we'll yeah. see what it sounds like, yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: I hope we do. Seeing spotlights again, like a lot of bands I interview on this podcast, energizes me. Because what are we as creatives without inspiration? A lot has changed in the six years since Spotlights and I first met, in their lives, in my life, probably in yours. Life and death are part of the same coin, and at least from one man's perspective, Chris, Sarah, and Mario are making the most of both sides, examining death in their art, spreading that art across the country, and living their best, independent-minded lives. Find out more about Spotlights and pick up the new album at ipecac.com and on Bandcamp. Follow the band on social media at Spotlights Music. Big thanks to Chris Enriquez, Mario Quintero, and Sarah Quintero for the time and the awesome conversation. Shout out to Monica at Speakeasy PR for connecting us once again, and the folks at Dark Matter for their hospitality. And Thank you, loyal and noble podcast listener, for your somewhat divided attention. You can listen to all 131 episodes, I dare you. And subscribe and leave a kind review on all your favorite podcast platforms. And at baldfreak.com slash podcast. Independent-minded, it's a Bald Freak music production. I'm Ron Scalzo.
3: You're unnatural. You're a freak. You're a freak.